to Journey to the Stage, where we highlight current projects, but always start at the beginning of the artist's journey. I'm so glad you tuned in today, and slowly but surely, I'm building up my social media presence to Journey to the Stage, so you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash journey to the stage podcast, or on Instagram, you can follow me there at journey to the stage podcast, and have a brand new YouTube channel, so you can just look for us there where I have... I'll be putting up visualized uh, versions of my podcast as well. All those links will be in the episode descriptions for you. This is episode number 18, and our special guest today is singer-songwriter Caitlin Rushing, who has some brand new music out that we're going to be digging into. Caitlin, welcome to Journey to the Stage. Hi, thank you. Yeah, now you and your husband are seen much of the U.S. and playing some dates. You guys are on a pretty big road trip. How is that? Uh, going so far it's been going uh, amazingly well we haven't thankfully had any blowouts or anything like that we're traveling in our rv and um right now we're in nashville tennessee but we left at the end of february made it all the way out to california and i played shows along the way and we'll finish out in uh, lake of the ozarks and then go to kansas and back to florida for a couple months and haven't figured out all the rest just yet, but I'm going to play some of the Outer Banks in uh, August and through October. Well, how fun. And what a great way to to see the country as a fan of road trips myself. That's got to be such a blast. I've followed several of your posts and it looks like you guys are just having a great time seeing some beautiful sights. And that's very, very fun. Yes, uh, it's been super cool. Well, I know touring is is hard work and you're out there playing for your fan base and making some new fans. How is it to be out on the road after kind of being locked down with the whole COVID situation? You know, it's really great and it's been we've been really well received. I think people are happy to have live music again and you can just kind of feel that through them and it's been awesome. You know, I'm, I've been self-booking and I book a lot of wineries because uh, we love wine. Um, so it's just <laughs> it's just been such a unique experience. Well, I know a lot of wineries do have, you know, Friday and Saturday evening uh, concerts where they'll have artists come in and play. So I know that's that's actually a pretty common thing here in California. And I would imagine in other places too. And how fun because you get to play music and sample and drink great wines. And how fun is that? That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. And not only that, but we post up for the night on their property in our RV. So we're safe and we can, we don't have to think about hotels and where do we go and, you know, Mm -hmm. loading and unloading and all of that stuff. So it's worked out pretty well. That's awesome. Now you're based in Florida. Is that where you grew up? Yes. Uh, I grew up in Orlando and for the last two years, I lived in the middle keys and the Florida keys, which is totally amazing. But right now we're just kind of all over the place. We don't really have a home base. (laughs) That's gotta be interesting. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we kind of progress. So going back to your youth, what, what artists were you gravitating towards as you were developing your musical tastes? Well, this is interesting because I grew up with two older brothers, so Mm. my influences were, (laughs) I mean, I was listening to what they were listening to, Um, Nirvana, House of Pain, uh, my first 
uh, CD was, uh, I think it was actually, it was a tape. Um, it was the ill communications, the beastie boys. And then I really love jewel growing up was one of my favorite artists. Um, the cranberries, you know, I'm a product of the nineties. So yeah. And then I did a lot of singing in church, Amy Grant, you know, I played the heck out of her tapes and CDs. I actually like, you know, a lot of artists got my start in church and, uh, Mm -hmm. the first con the first concert I ever went to, you know, I don't have this grand story about, you know, this cool concert I went to. It was actually, uh, Carmen, which is a Christian artist from back in the day. So what made you want to pick up a guitar and start playing? Was it, you know, you grew up through the nineties and there was that great women's movement through 90s music you know uh sean colvin um all of those great artists sarah mclaughlin were those kind of some of your inspirations that made you want to start playing or was it something else no totally something else as a matter of fact my brother one of my brothers played guitar and i can't even recall picking it up and trying to play it I just thought it was so over my head. I would just, I was fascinated watching people play and I just thought it was something, you know, I wouldn't be able to do or grasp. I actually took piano lessons. So I did have an interest in playing an instrument, um, but I didn't pick up the guitar until about 2000 and maybe 13. And it was all because of songwriting. And also I got tired of having to rely on someone else and it can be really challenging to rely on other musicians you know they got they have their own thing Mm -hmm. going on and also no one is going to feel your original music and present it the way you would you know so that's kind of what motivated me and it was very challenging I'm not gonna lie I kind of did it like kicking and screaming the entire way (laughs) Until I finally got to a place where I was like, wow, I've actually improved. Maybe there is hope for me with this instrument, but yeah. That's not altogether uncommon. I think, especially if you want to be out on the road and perform for people, when it's just yourself and your instrument, that's that's very doable. But once you bring another person into the equation, yeah, it does, certainly does complicate things. Now, we've got two great songs we're going to play and talk about. The first one we're going to play is Tennessee. Very, very cool song. It's fitting that you just got back to Nash. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy this song. Let's listen to it and we'll chat about it after. All right. There's a light in Tennessee. Someone's leaving out for me. If I don't go, I'll never live it down. it takes driving down the interstate maybe I should stop and turn around taking on a ten year time do I want it bad enough if I get hung up will I get back up start 
So this song tells a story that I think many artists and non-artists will be able to relate to. Tell us a little bit about this song. Yeah, so last summer, uh, 2021, you know, from I started about 2017 until now, really just diving deep into songwriting. And I just kept getting further and further and, and finally I got to a point coming here so often, you know, one week here just wasn't enough. So I talked to my job and I talked to my husband and I said, what do you guys feel about if I took some time off for a couple of months and came back? And and my husband wasn't able to come with me because he was working. So it was kind of a really big deal for me because I really didn't, didn't know a lot of people out here because when I previously would come it was just studio pretty much all day into the night and so it was a little bit scary and exciting all at the same time and I had that support from my job and most importantly I had that support from my husband and on the way here I drove and that's where I just started humming the melody and some lines and that's how it came to be. And um, I, w- I don't know if it was my first write when I was here, but I took it into a write with a talented songwriter. Her name is Karen Kylie, and she loved it. And we wrote the second verse and uh, put a bridge on it. And then I think I cut it. Actually, I did cut it just like that same week and then played it out a couple times here. And yeah. Most people don't realize that it does take a lot of sacrifice for an artist to really go all in and it can be very challenging and scary because you often give so much and you don't know what you're going to get in return. What, what sacrifices have, have you had to make so far to pursue your dream? You know, I have made sacrifices and of course to me, they don't feel that way because the return is so much greater, but I mean, Mm. We've been living in our RV since 2019, and our first RV was super small. I'd say my husband made a few more sacrifices because the first RV was really small, and he's he's six foot three. For me, it's I just it's not like a sacrifice because I've set it up in a way where now I can go out and I'm don't have to worry about all the pressures of paying bills and having debt and all of that. So. I just had to work really hard. At one point before I left the Keys, I was working two jobs. I was pulling doubles because I knew I had that goal. I knew where I was going mm-hmm. and what that would take, you know. That's great that your husband's been able to to join like that. What a great support he is. I'm sure he's your number one fan. And how cool it is. What a great way to pursue your dream. I mean, you've basically created a mobile life for yourself. And that makes it much easier, I would imagine. Yeah, and we both love to travel. So, you know, it's kind of a two for one. I love the lyric. 
part of the song says, I've got this fire in my bones and it's too late to turn back home. It's a long way to the top and a hard fall down. That really is so much of what well, it's a really good lyric, by the way. Thank you. But it's it's so much about what my own podcast is about, about the journey and having a desire to do something. But I love that. I love the way you describe your passion as an artist. It's this fire in my bones. There's this song I have to sing. And it's too late to go back home now. I really like that. It's very descriptive and very well, very well written. Thank you. Yeah. And there is something about Nashville. You know, we could pick up and we could go anywhere and I could move here. And it's it's definitely not something I'm taking off the table. But that fire burns so bright when I'm here. I just don't know if it would burn as bright if I lived here full time. Because you get into that thing of, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Or, you know, you think you have all this time. And when I come, I don't have all this time. So, you know, I just love coming here. But yeah, I just, I love being in Nashville and going to watch other songwriters. I was at the listening room last night. That is my absolute favorite place to go. Um, and I got to bring my husband for the first time and I could feel his energy and it was just great. You know, I always get, I'm just in awe of the talent here in this town and I just get so excited and caught up and it's just great that, you know, I can be a part of something like this. I've had other podcast guests on and they're, you know, some of them live in Nashville and we'll talk about how they will get together once a week with other co-writers, even if it's just for a few hours, just to keep, to keep the fires fueled, to keep the juices flowing, so to speak. Now is storytelling in lyrical form, you know, where words are few and, and you have to rhyme and it has to resonate with people. Is it, is it challenging for you to write or I mean, I know that it's, it's challenging for everybody, so it's kind of a silly question, but is, is it tough to get the lyrics just where you like them? Do you, I know a lot of writers talk about how they really spend so much time tweaking this word and changing that. What's that process like for you as a writer? I think the hardest part is not knowing how I even got there in the first place. It's just one of those things, you know, I can sit back and think about song whether it was co-writing or not and how did I even come to that you know idea and how did I finish that out it's just pretty pretty cool thing but um yeah for me sometimes it can be challenging if there's a melody that I really like um, but it doesn't seem to fit I can't fit that story with those words and everything in there but I don't have a formula for songwriting (laughs) And that's not uncommon, actually. And what what made you start writing in the first place? Well, hmm. real talk. (laughs) I I was in a long relationship and it was ending. And I had a lot to say that I Mm. never felt comfortable. I never felt comfortable saying before that. Yeah. And I started saying it, you know, as it was ending. And it really helped me come to the realization that I was not where I wanted to be. And that's when I started really diving into songwriting. And it actually, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I was so disattached at that point that, you know, 
we ended up, you know, ending things. And then I just took off because I had even more to say after that. <laughs> well, pain is so often a source of, of so many songs. I mean, we hear it all the time where, you know, there, it seems to be there are more songs about love lost than there are love found. And I think people resonate with both. But it's not surprising that so much of your writing has come from your own challenges. And I think that's what gives that kind of lived life experience is what gives us, gives a writer maybe the depth to draw from. So I'm not altogether surprised by that. Now, do you remember the the first song that you ever wrote? Like, got your guitar, like maybe it was when you were very young, but do you, do you remember that song still? I actually do remember writing a song, and this was before the dates that I mentioned, I was maybe 12 years old. And my brother actually was breaking up with his girlfriend, and they had a child together. And so it was a, you know, a big deal. And I remember writing this like terrible song, not even with a guitar or piano or anything. And I can't remember what it was called, but I remember the story and I remember what the inspiration was. I just felt so bad for my brother, even though it wasn't about me. So that's kind of interesting. Right. I mean, my first song wasn't even about me. <laughs> well, that's probably a great lesson because so many songs are not autobiographical and it gives you the, the ability to write from another perspective, which is which is a gift. And we could see in, in some of your other songs as well. Now, how did you get connected with Billy Smiley? Because he's one of my musical heroes from my, my childhood, either through... Whiteheart, the band that he was in, or other artists that he's produced, such as yourself. How, how did you, how did you get connected to Billy? Billy is awesome. Truthfully, I did not know who Billy was, and I had not heard of Whiteheart. I had heard mm -hmm. of Petra and had listened to that, and I know they just, I don't, they have a group together now. But he heard something online. I'm not quite sure what platform it was, and reached out to me. And at the time oh, wow. I was, yeah, I just got done recording an EP, which I was super happy with. And mm -hmm. kind of like now, I, I didn't really have any idea what I was going to do after that. I didn't know about promoting. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make some great music. And I thought I did that and it was time to move on to, you know, whatever. I really kind of blew him off and I told him, listen, I'm starting my life over and I don't. I can't afford to continue to, I know, I knew how much goes into it. And, and so I just said, I don't think I'll be able to do this with you, but I appreciate your interest. And he just was pretty relentless. And then I was kind of going through that phase in my life where I wanted to just be, be free and, and do all of the things. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go to Nashville and this could be a complete waste of my time but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And right. it was the best decision ever. <laughs> yeah, we've been working together since 2017. I have lots of friends that are artists and that's their livelihood. And I know every artist, regardless of the form of art they're creating, go through periods of maybe some disappointment or self-doubt, second guessing. If you've had periods like that as an artist, how do you get through those? How do you keep yourself motivated when maybe things aren't where you'd want them to be in the moment? Absolutely, I have. It's something that I struggle with every day. 
but it, it's gotten a lot better because I've been able to shift everything around in my life and focus on music and doing that has, you know, put me out more playing out. You know, I've tried to put myself in uncomfortable situations, like they say, uh, do what makes you uncomfortable. And um, it gets a little bit easier for me. But the most what really has helped me is my support system. What, and it could be a complete stranger that walks up to me and says, you really spoke to me, your music spoke to me. And that makes all the difference. I want to continue to be able to do that for myself and for other people. Well, and I hope everybody listening hears that, how much our words, our encouragements, our support help artists of all levels, but especially somebody who is maybe on the earlier side in their journey. That's a great reminder. And uh, it's an encouragement for listeners, really go out, see shows, and then make a point to stick around and say thank you and uh, how much and let the artist know how much we appreciate them. I think that's really important. Absolutely. And I think if you are an artist and you're coming to Nashville or wherever you are and you're looking to connect with people, you definitely need to go out and and see shows and and get to know people. Don't just you know, write them on Instagram saying, Hey, can we write, you know, and I did that when I first started out. And that's just not the way that, that I try to do it anymore. I've made some really cool connections with people that are real friends, you know, I can't imagine how invaluable that is. Now we're going to listen to your single. Why you got it? Has this song been released yet? Or what's what tells us not yet. This song? Cause I haven't. Oh, so are yeah. we debuting this? Uh, yeah, this is an honor. For sure. I'm so <laughs> glad. So this is the worldwide debut for your brand new single, Why You Gotta. Tell us about this song, because it, it too tells a story. It's a different a different tone, a different feel, a different story, obviously, than what we encountered in Tennessee. What can you tell us about this song? Why You Gotta, I had the chorus in my head one day. I, I don't... I was maybe sitting in my house and I just started to, you know, sing it. And it it was just one of those things. It doesn't always happen that way. And I probably had the idea for about two years um, and just hadn't finished it. And I was waiting for, you know, just the right person. And um, I ended up having my first right with a girl named Cameron Palmer. Um, she's actually from Florida and she is in Nashville now based out of Nashville. And, uh, I went in with her and, you know, we talk about ideas. I sang, I played and sang the chorus and she said, Oh, I love it. Let's, let's write that. Let's finish that. Um, so we did. And I wasn't, I loved how she sang it. She made the work tape, but I ended up cutting it. Yeah. It, it ended up being a great song. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, well, let's listen in and then we'll chat more. written in the stars I don't know how you could be this 
songs that I can visualize. When you write about this guy taking this girl to places he used to take you out, I mean, you figuratively, I don't know if it's about you or not, but this is another really, really great lyric. Is it autobiographical? Is it based on the experience of others or kind of a combination? Where does the story come from? Yeah, it's definitely a combination. It's really not a story that I was living in the moment that I wrote it. And that's why I really felt that I needed to wait and, and share it with another writer. And hopefully, you know, they could really make it come full circle. Yeah, I think it's a song that a lot of people will be able to relate to. People that have had a relationship end or they've taken a break and things can go sideways when that happens. So I, I wow, what a what a story. It's gut-wrenching, but what a great song. And it's another another great story song. I, I really enjoy that. So thank you. Happy to debut that here. So hope everybody will tune in for that and we'll tell everybody here in just a few minutes about where they can go and listen. So Caitlin, tell us what what is next for you? Obviously you've got this new single out and what, what else is coming up for you? I actually have an album in the works. <laughs> I can't believe I'm putting out another one, but I, and I mean that in, in the, in the best way. So I have, I'm probably going to release about three singles first and maybe the album sometime next year and more traveling. This year is all about traveling every place I'm going when I'm not in Florida. I've never been to, I'm meeting them for the first time, getting to tell my stories for the first time and I'll, mm -hmm 
we'll be doing that for the rest of the year. And then, you know, I've really, I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, you've got lots of dates still to come and more, more travel to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I first came across your work. It was really through something Billy mentioned online and, um, listened to the other side of heartbreak, which is really, really good. So if people are new to your work, hear these new singles, go back, get this album, the other side of heartbreak. It's really good. And you've got a couple other EPs out too. So there's lots, so you've got a, a good body of work built up already. How can people best support you? Let's talk about your website, your socials, how people can follow you. Yeah, um, my website is caitlinrushingmusic.com and that has all of my socials on there. It's pretty pretty uh, user-friendly. I have a music video for Tennessee that's coming out probably this month. I've got a couple of other music videos on Instagram, or I'm sorry, on YouTube. And, you know, of course, my Instagram, I'm on Facebook. You can connect with me on my uh, website on any platform. And I'm also on TikTok if you're a fan of that. <laughs> Trying that out. <laughs> cool. And I'll make sure to put all of those links down in the show description. So anyone listening, you can just, for this episode, just scroll down to the description a little bit. And all of those links uh, for Caitlin will be there. So, okay. So as we kind of near the end of our time together, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. These are things okay. I'll ask. You can't, you can't overthink them. You just got to give me what first comes to mind. Are you ready? <laughs> ready. What singer would you like most to sing a duet with? Probably Laurie McKenna. Wow, okay. If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Probably Pretty Woman. <laughs> wow, okay. Favorite flavor of ice cream? My favorite flavor is mint, but it has to be green. <laughs> chocolate chip mint really yes okay so like mint chip. okay dog or cat cat <laughs> i just might have to end this conversation right here <laughs> i know my <laughs> husband is the opposite <laughs> says we will never have a cat yeah <laughs> yeah all right favorite app on your phone probably instagram and favorite podcast? Uh, definitely 2020. <laughs> you know, you missed an opportunity there. I During know, I'm stage. sorry. <laughs> That's my <laughs> second favorite. I especially, <laughs> I especially like to listen to 2020 when I'm alone and my husband's out of town. And so I can freak myself out. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Caitlin, I'm so glad you joined me today. It's been it's been great talking to you and getting to know you a bit. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Uh, you're very, very welcome. And for everybody listening, thank you so much. You can like this podcast on Facebook or follow on Instagram. And they're both at Journey to the Stage Podcast. And you can find my brand new YouTube channel where I'll be putting podcast visualizers up there links will also be in the description i've got many more great guests coming up with my 25th guest booked that will round out season number one for me and want to invite you personally to join us to our next journey to the stage and that's a wrap 